You're listening to Behind the Bliss, a weekly podcast where Rachel Autry brings conversations to you from women that share what's behind their highlight reel. Each episode is designed for you to see a message from the mess and encourage you to find balance in the bliss. We know that what you're facing is important for shaping who God has created you to be. Some may say it's a process that often happens behind the bliss. Here's today's episode. Oh, I have something super fun for you guys today, and I am so excited about it. I have a new friend who's joining me in today's conversation, and we have the most fun girl talk about what God is doing in our lives. Specifically, we get to talk through what happens when we say yes to Jesus, and how we can actually introduce the physical to the eternal and do some really neat things here on earth. I know that sounds super funny if maybe you've never heard that before, but what we're talking about is inviting God into the every everyday, ordinary, mundane things that we have to do. Whether that's eating, working out, working in general, doing chores around the house, you name it, God can be a part of it and change your life and speak to you in those moments. I am so excited to introduce you guys to Cambria Joy. She is so much fun. She's a YouTube personality and she just released her new book, Growing Strong, which is all about how you can take pride in your God-given body and live more fully in your day-to-day life. Cambria has an incredible story where she shifted her focus to well-being. She shares with us her story of binge eating and how God met her and comforted her and loved on her in those deep and confusing and dark places that you might be facing as well today. So today we talk about letting go of perfection and just enjoying the life God has designed for us and even more specifically, the body that God has designed for us. And I personally think this message is perfect timing with all of the new year, new you, fitness, craziness, it's kind of being thrown noisily our way. So without further ado, here is my conversation with Cambria. Cambria girl, welcome to Behind the Bliss podcast. I'm so excited to have you. Thank you so much, Rachel. I I I am more excited. I'm you so think? excited. I can't <laughs> Yeah, it's gonna be so good. What have you been up to? What has life looked like for you the past days, weeks? How is 2021 so far? Okay, 2021. 2020 was obviously a crazy year, I think, for everyone in yeah. a lot of the same ways, but also in like a lot of, of different ways. There was a lot of adjusting. Um, And I just feel like 2020, there was so much going on all at the same time, especially with I launched a podcast. I launched uh, my book, Growing Strong. Um, I finished my book and it published and then also keeping up with my YouTube and weekly emails and then also getting certified as a nutrition coach on top of all of that. And um, just it was so crazy, Rachel. Like it was like it was one of those years where it was like, there's like 30 million things happening all at once. And you're like, okay, I have to do this, this, this. Oh yeah. And I have to breathe. Oh yeah. And I have to like, you know, be human. I know exactly, exactly. And so I feel like 2021 has kind of been like a little bit of a slower pace already, but not, okay, let me say it this way. It's like a normal life now where I'm like, okay, I have like a normal workload. I have like, you know, a normal amount of things to do, but, um, I'm sure, I'm sure even you have been in those seasons where you're like, how many things can be going on at the exact same time? You know what I mean? So it was just crazy. It was a crazy year, but we're, I'm good. You know what? 2021, um, like, 
it, I just have a peace in my spirit where it's like, you know what? There is going to be seasons where, you know, you are planting and it feels like you're just doing a lot of planting and it just feels like, you know, you're tilling up the soil and you just feel like there's just long, long days where you're like, this is a lot and I'm tired and I'm like, you know, my soul feels like it's like getting a workout every single day. I just feel like weary, you know, but I've even found in those seasons that, you know, it's, it's such a reminder that God really does sustain you in in a in a very intimate way where you're like I cannot do this on my own and I'm just excited because it's and also it's another reminder that you just cling to the promises of God that you know what we're going to reap what we have sown and it's just a reminder in those seasons where you're doing a lot of sowing you're doing a lot of planting you're doing maybe a lot of behind the scenes stuff where you you just cling to that promise you have faith that you're like you know what I know that I know that things are growing, you know, and it can be yes. exhausting right now, but I, I do get to have an inner rest even when I'm physically tired or I even feel weary. I know that God, I have an inner rest, you know, cause I have Jesus inside of me and I can do all things through him. So anyway, long explanation for, uh, for that, but 2021, I'm feeling good about it. Good. Oh, this reminds me of, um, Matthew nine, when, Jesus says the harvest is plentiful, but the laborers are few. And I'm like, there has been so much that's been planted that I'm so excited to harvest and to reap because all the things that have been sown in 2020 were hard and we did really hard things and hopefully we made the most of it, right? And so I feel like 2021, I'm so excited because I think there's like abundant amount to be able to go and collect and like see our harvest and see what the Lord did with our obedience, or even how he came through when we were disobedient, you know? Exactly. Yeah, exactly. That God redeems, you know, and he, yeah. if he carried us through every day of this past year, God was faithful in the past. So he is going to be faithful in the future. It gives us a fearlessness about the future, not because we know what the circumstances are going to hold, but we know that who holds the future, you know, and Amen. that is where we find the rest. And that's where we find the strength, not in our own selves, but in, in literally in him that he's going to, he's going to bring us through because he brought us through. That's right. And, um, and that's, and that's what we cling to, you know, she came to preach guys. She came. <laughs> I'm so excited. Okay, you mentioned this about your book and your podcast and YouTube channel and all the fun things. Tell us about that. Maybe introduce yourself to people that might be unfamiliar with who you are quite yet. Yeah, well, hello. I am Cambria and I just love to help women feel healthy from the inside out. So I am a certified personal trainer, but more than physical fitness, I love I love the spiritual fitness, you know, um, physical training is of some value, right? But godliness is, is profitable for this life and life to come. So when I saw your little thing on the interview that was like, this is not going to be a video interview. This is going to just be an audio and you can show up in your PJs, your workout outfit. I was like, I'm going to go ahead and take that. And so I'm literally in my workout clothes right now, but I love to help women just find meaning in their movement that we weren't putting 
put on this earth to perfect, you know, a temporary body, but that we, this body is simply just the vehicle for our purpose. You know, that we're more than just a body. We're a soul created in the image of God. And we get to, it's a get to, not a got to, we get to take care of ourselves out of an invitation to care for this body that is a gift to us from him so that we might have the energy to show up for our life in the best possible way. Through whatever platform it is, whether it's a podcast or a YouTube video, I'm I'm like a hardcore um I feel like, well, I don't know the right word for this, but like I'm an old YouTuber. Like I have been doing this since <laughs> like 2000. I'm an OG. Exactly. That's There it is, Rachel. I'm an OG. I've been doing this for, I feel so old saying it. I hate even saying I feel so old, but I've been doing it for like 11 years. Which Should we go insane. back and see some of your very first vids? Have you gone back and rewatched them? <laughs> You can straight up go watch my first video I ever did. So Rachel, if you want to be friends with me, just do not go back and watch that video. Hilarious. <laughs> That's how I feel about the podcast. We've been doing this for almost Amazing. three. So like you back and you listen to some of our first episodes. I'm like, I am just so thankful I have friends still, you know? Uh, don't worry Rachel. I will not go back and listen to yours do not go back no I'm just kidding but you starting those episodes and it's like we you know you wouldn't be where you're at today if you didn't take those first steps that's right and so you know don't despise small beginnings um because look at this we're talking right now I'm so glad that I put up my first video and I'm so glad you put up your first podcast so because here we are you know what I mean and now you the listener get to get to hear this so I, I mean it. There you go. Hey, another little another little thing. Take the first step. Put do whatever God has put in your heart because you, hey, you're going to reap what you sow, right? Now I wrote a book through whatever way that I can do that, which is just to encourage um, each viewer, each listener, each woman watching and listening through whatever that is, whether it's a book or a video or a podcast episode or the weekly emails, whatever it is, it's to just strengthen and encourage them and kind of nourish them from the inside out so that they can feel like their soul is refreshed and recharged and revitalized with truth. Because, you know, we live in a world that it is so easy to get it's so easy, right? We don't even need the world to do it. It's it's in us. We can get so discouraged with ourselves. We can feel yeah. like we're not doing enough or we feel like we're stuck in, in the same habits, the same things that trip us up. And I just want to remind every single person, every single listener that God is able to literally do exceedingly abundantly above all you could ever ask or think of him. And if you feel stuck, whether it's like me, I was stuck in binge eating for years. I had an eating disorder and I just thought that happiness was right around the corner. You know, if I could just reach my dream body and for years, I thought it was just right around the corner. And the reality is I was just running in circles. And so, you know, it wasn't until I realized that I wasn't going to find satisfaction in the mirror. I had to look up and I literally had to look to Jesus and realize that my worth is not in my weight. My worth is not in the mirror. Our worth is in Christ. And that's something that's so easy to say. But when it comes down to it, it is, it is, man, by faith, like, you know what? I, my feelings might be telling me something else, but I'm going to take every thought captive to Christ. I know that my worth isn't in my appearance. I'm not going to try. Therefore, I'm not going to try to chase after perfecting a temporary appearance. This is what's so beautiful about what you do and the work that you're doing behind the scenes is 
I think it's so hard to combine or to be able to rationalize and reconcile faith and fitness because the world screams fitness in a different way than I think that we're being called to live as far as like stewarding these beautiful bodies we've been given. And it's more than what you're saying. It's more than because we want to look a certain way in the mirror. It's because that's truly how we've been created physiologically is like to get moving. I love that so much. But I feel that with all the things that you're doing too. And I, I just love the marriage between fitness and faith and, and learning that fitness goes beyond physical fitness too. I love that you said that in the beginning. There's a spiritual yes, fitness. Yes, it, it, it does. And I think a lot of the times when we actually can take that into our movement, like you were saying, you know, put the, get the emotions out sort of, you know, I think that it, it's kind of like, Okay, the way that I see it is when you bring meaning into your movement, it kind of transcends like not to be like super, super weird and out there, but like it kind of (laughs) transcends like even the moment because when you're doing this workout not to perfect your physical temporary body, but simply to take care of yourself and to... you realize like, wow, I'm so much stronger than, than I think, than I could ever even imagine, or just simply the discipline of showing up and and moving. Um, I think it's, there, there's just something that I don't know. I, there, it's really beautiful when you find workouts that you love. Um, I just think that there's more, there's more to it. When you can kind of see past the, the physical, you, you can bring the eternal into the physical. And I think that that can look different, like whether it's going for a prayer walk or I just like to listen to worship music while I work out. And I just like seriously meditate on God's promises, or I'll just think about something that I even read, you know, that morning. And Mm -hmm. I don't know, you can kind of bring the eternal into the physical. That is what I'm trying to say or what I tried to say. Yeah, (laughs) you can do that. That's what's so cool about saying yes to Jesus is you now get to dig out of a deeper well than just what you have access to. I love that. Right? Yes, yes. A deeper dig, deeper. There's meaning. There's meaning even in in the little mundane things. Exactly. Squats are no longer just for squats. (laughs) You know, they mean something different. Exactly. Exactly. Yes. Okay. So you shared a little bit about your story with. Um, binge eating and really wanting to transform yourself from the inside out as far as how you viewed fitness, how you viewed your body. I would even challenge and say how you viewed the Lord and like what he thought of you first too. And so I want you to maybe speak to the girl that finds herself in that position now and is like, Cambria, yes, Rachel, yes, this makes sense. Of course, like I'm nodding my head in agreement, but I need some practical steps, like things that I can do to be more mindful with my body have a posture of praise rather than complaining about myself as a creation. Okay, that's am- well, the the first thing that I think of Rachel even just you saying that I I'm always pulled back to this moment in time where I I had just eaten like I think like six rolls of ciabatta bread with honey and butter and I was just like starving myself for so long and then I would fall into these, you know, binges that just felt like like I could never ever get out of them and I was out of control. My body was like out of control and my mind was like forcing me to binge like I was so hungry that my body was like trying to protect me from starving myself. Yeah. And so I was just in this vicious cycle. And I remember very specifically years and years ago, I was crying on my bedroom floor after a binge. And I, I just thought that 
I would be out of this right by now. You know, like I've been trying so hard and I've been, I have been, you know, doing everything to stop binging and I've, I, I'm just trying so hard and you just get to this point where you feel like, I don't know what more I can do. And you feel like you are quite literally at the end of yourself. Like there's no rope left. There's no hope left. There's no light at the end of the tunnel. There's no like plan B. You can't see anything except for this this moment that just feels like despair. Like how did I get here? And like how did I do this to myself? And and. I just feel so hopeless. And I remember in that moment of like, just like the, the deepest cry, like not just physical cry. Like it was a, it was a pretty gnarly physical cry, (laughs) but it was like literally the cry of my soul of like, I, there's no light. Like it just felt like all the light was gone. That's the only way that I can explain it. And I remember in that moment, I just laid on my floor and I, I just cried out to God, like God, I I had read every book on how to stop binge eating. I had read every single thing out there that there was. Um, and I just cried out to God and I said, God, if you can, I believe you can get me out of this, but if you get me out of this, I, I just want to tell and I could share my story and it would help one girl, it would help one person, then I just, just please, please, please help me. Not even for my own sake, but for your sake and for the Mm -hmm. sake of others, like, please, please save me. God is from the pain. Yes. Yes. And it was like, truly like a broken heart of coming to God saying, God, I'm not able to save myself. Please save me. And that's coming from a girl that I grew up in a Christian home, but that's the thing. My faith has always been my own. And I've always, I've always, you know, I, I know we like to say we chose him, but he first chose us, you know, we love because he first loved us, but it really always has been my own faith, even though growing up and I'm super thankful for that. But, um, but it's been, it's been my own. And, and that's the thing growing up, you know, walking with him in that moment of like, you know, I, I can't, I can't save myself. I don't know. You know what I mean? Like basically like, you know, it's not that I, I guess came to faith later on in life. I had always, you know, walked with him. And so it was kind of like, I don't know, this different point in my relationship with him where it was like, Oh Lord, I, I, I do realize that I need saving from my sins, of course, obviously, but this is something that this is like a deep rooted, rooted in sin, rooted in, you know, I want to perfect my body and I want to, you know, I believe that my happiness and my joy comes from my physical appearance and anything that, you know, promises, uh, life and joy and, and peace and happiness outside of Christ is, um, is like a a bubble. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. It's like chasing soap bubble. You know, I just think of Ecclesiastes, vanity, vanity, all is vanity, chasing after soap bubbles. And so, chasing after perfecting my appearance was like chasing after those soap bubbles. And so it really, it really was coming to a place of realizing, uh, Lord, I've actually been very wrong in this and I need you to change my heart. I need you to change my mind. Um, cause I, I really cannot, I really cannot change. I can't do this. I can't do this myself. And, and quite literally like leaning on 
it's not by might, it's not by strength. It's only going to be by his spirit and the, the spirit of the living God inside of you, enabling you to overcome these things that feel like they are overcoming you. And that is, that is the way out. It's not trying harder. It wasn't me trying to figure out, okay, what's the next diet plan that I'm going to do? What's the next? It was actually laying all of that down in complete surrender. And in the surrender is where I found his strength, not even my own strength, but his strength in me. And that is what saved me quite literally. That's so beautiful. And I think that is... (laughs) I think that's where he delights in the rescuing. I needed you to realize this wasn't going to work out before you were able to turn, yes. like, fully repent and, like, come to me. Because there's been so many times Rachel's mind can convince Rachel, like, ah, it's not great, but it's not that bad, you know? And so I'm, like, okay, living that mediocre in between. And God's, like, I've got something bigger and better that you need to be broken to realize that this is not, it's not okay for mediocre. Like, I want more for you. And it sounds like. That's kind of what happened for you. Is that exactly? Yes. It's exactly like what you're saying, Rachel. Like, I can't remember the name of it, but I, and I I think it's like a Japanese art where they take broken pottery and then they fill it with gold. Yes. Okay. I'm so glad that you, okay. yes. Yes. So, isn't that so beautiful? Like, I think it's even more beautiful then how the the piece initially started and then it's broken and then filled with gold and all the cracks held together by the gold makes it unique and beautiful and then there's a story behind it and it's there's redemption in it and um i think it's my our old pastor used to say this everybody wants the testimony but without the test uh-huh. and it's so true you know we want to have these amazing lives and amazing stories. And, um, every single story, you know, is full of, is full of, you know, triumph, but through the hardship, you know, we even look at Jesus's life. He laid down his life. He was crucified. You know, he was beaten and mocked and, you know, he didn't live some glamour. He, he didn't write a book. He didn't travel. You know, he didn't do all these glamorous things. He was a carpenter. He was a teacher. And he called, you know, these average men, if you will. Um, And it's just when we look at Jesus, when we look at him, there's just this rest from trying to chase after all of these things that like to promise us satisfaction. But the reality is like, yeah, we said it's just soap bubbles, you know, and with Jesus, we don't have to live a chasing after soap bubbles kind of a life. We get to have that redemption story through him of like that pottery, you know, like that Japanese art where it's like we feel so broken, but there is going to be, it's not that everything is good, but it's that God works all things together for good and that one day everything will be made right. That's right. And so it and that's that's the hope and that's the promise that we have for today even and in every moment. Amen. Yeah. Yes, it's so true. I love this too cuz it's just a reminder for me that he also has the final word. <laughs> and like so many times, oh my god, please, like this is getting messed up. Our plan, it's getting messed up. And he's like, I you can't you can't you can't erase Sharpie. Like it's written. <laughs> like it's going to be good. And I'm like, okay, I trust you. Like this is nuts, but I trust you. That was my whole last year, I feel like. And so this year it's been sweet. Like we we're just in the beginning to be able to reap a harvest 
and to watch him make something out of what we really thought was a dumpster fire. It's become beautiful. We've become humbled. We've, I mean, I'm speaking for me and probably for you too, like have found a a place to surrender and, but, but it comes from all of these practicals that you've been sharing this whole time of like, we have to meet him in those places too. Yes. Yeah. I think literally exactly what you just said, Rachel, like it's like, you know, stepping out into the Jordan. I just think of that where it's like, okay, this is overflowing. I don't know how, I don't know how we're going to get across here, but what happened, they had to take the first step. We have to take that step of faith. And that's when we're going to see the Jordan River be able to be crossed. You know, that's when we're going to be able to see the Red Sea part. It's through our, it's through our faith, you know, um, it's just, I, gosh, I just think of so many, anyway, I could just go off on like four different scripture references, but it is, it's our faith. And, um, you know, I just think of that even when Jesus would look, you know, look at them, tons and tons of people in the Bible and what, you know, what do you want? What do you want? And Jesus could clearly see that they were blind or that they needed healing. Um, and they would speak it out and, and he would look at them and say, your faith has made you well. And it's that it's exactly Rachel. Exactly. It's faith. Mm -hmm. And I love this too, because it's so applicable to people, whether you are who Cambria was like binge eating, getting on a floor, breaking to your knees and crumbling and like needing the father or there's, I mean, gosh, it doesn't take binge eating to meet God. Like there's so many other lows that people are experiencing in their own personal life. And this is so applicable to all of that. I love it. Okay. I want to speak to this girl too, because I feel like I'm getting a, um, <laughs> a little tug on my heart that one of these kind of girls is listening. Cause it's one of these girls yes. was me, right. Where like, I was saying earlier, it's not that bad, you know, where she might be listening to your story or she might be listening to what we're saying. And we're like, and she's thinking, I I have, I haven't really been broken. Like that's not a part of my story. And so maybe there's like a, she doesn't feel the urgency to like turn and run to Jesus. And I think that that can be almost, in my opinion, just as dangerous because you're able to convince yourself that you you're doing it okay. And you don't, you don't need him. You think other people need him. And so what would you have to say to encourage that girl? The first thing that comes to my mind is that a little leaven leavens the whole loaf. And so it's just a little bit of sin. And that's the thing. That was the first lie even in the garden. You know, did God really say that? Is that what he really said? And Eve's like, uh, I I think I, you know, and so (laughs) the enemy kind of twists things he's a distorter that's what he does he distorts what yeah. is good and it and then it's 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 evil you know and so it makes me think that that is what the enemy he's a deceiver and so he likes to deceive us he likes to deceive you into thinking that's just a little that's just a little sin or that's just like a little bit you can do a little bit of that is that what god really said are you sure that he and that's the thing it's not out of a legalism but it's out of a heart of of love for God because he gave everything for us. He he gave his only begotten son. He gave the father, you know, he sent us Jesus and Jesus laid down his life. And when we understand that kind of a love and we realize that he, you know, that we were bought with his blood, that we were bought at a ransom. Like, you know, he said, I give my life as a ransom for many. And we realize that 
it wasn't him that was bad. It wasn't, he was perfect. And it was, it was our sin that nailed him to that cross. It's, it's a place of brokenness of like, wow, Jesus, you gave everything for me. You love me. And not out of a heart of legalism that I'm not going to sin. I'm not going to do this. You know, the spirit is willing, but the flesh is weak, (laughs) you know, and that it it is, we're weak in and of ourselves, but we can do all things through Christ who strengthens us. And that comes from a place of inviting him into our lives. And so that little thing, that little sin, that little, whatever that little thing is for you, um, it, that is, first of all, again, it's, it's the deceiver. The deceiver wants to say, look at this. You can totally do this. And then what does he do? And then he's also the accuser of the brethren. Then he's going to turn right around after you do that and accuse you and make you feel guilty and make you feel condemned. And if you ever feel condemnation, you know, drives us away from the cross and conviction brings us to the cross. And so the Lord will always convict you in a, my, he said, my loving kindness leads to repentance. And what is repentance? Exactly like what you were saying earlier, Rachel, you know, that repent, repent simply means to turn around, to change directions, or another word for it is to about face. You know, I'm sure you're probably familiar with that with your (laughs) husband, you know? And so it's, it simply means just to change directions. And so that one little thing, that, that little leaven that leavens the whole loaf, um, when we let sin in, it's going to take us further than we ever thought it would take us. And it will, it, you know, what does sin do? It, it destroys, it kills. And Jesus said, I have come that they may have life and life more abundantly. And so when, when Jesus is calling us to a different way, it's out of love and freedom and life because that's who he is. And whenever we go to Jesus, it's not that we're getting less than a life. We're getting way more than we could ever even ask for uh, because He, because he's paid it all. He's done everything. And so when we realize that this is a gift of God, not of works, and that's the thing, you're never going to be good enough, okay? Even turning and repenting, it's a broken and a contrite heart. That's what he wants. He just wants your heart. He wants your heart. And then he, through the power of his spirit, will enable you to to change, to repent, to yeah. turn. And when we realize the the gravity of sin, um, we actually understand mm-hmm. the weight, not even understand, we can begin to maybe even wrap our minds around the magnitude of his love. And so that's where it comes from. So so Rachel, like you said, for the girl listening that just feels like a little bit, um, oh, it's just a little bit, it's just a little thing. Um, remember God's love for you. Remember what he did for you and what our sin did to him and what it cost him. But more than anything that you know, he has, he's saved us and that, um, oh my goodness, I would never want to hurt his heart because he is jealous for me and he loves me. I just finished reading through the book of Hosea. And when you really see the heartbeat of God to these people that are just, they just turn their back on him. They keep, you know, going a different direction. They were, they're worshiping idols or doing all these things. And you just see this heart of, uh, a jealous God of a loving God. Like he's jealous for us. He loves us. It's like, Oh Lord, I please like, I I'm so prone to wander, but God bring me back to you because you love me. And I, I want to love you, you know, but I can't even do it in my own strength. (laughs) That's right. Oh, this is all 
man, this is all something that we all need to hear. This is a good reset. This is a good reset button conversation. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Because again, like I said, it's applicable to wherever you are exactly. So obviously people listening are probably thinking, oh my gosh, literally obsessed with this Cambria girl. Where can they get your book? Tell us all the things about that because I want this to be on their bookshelf or something that they can go and reach to as a resource. Yes. So cambriajoy.com slash book is where you can get your copy of Growing Strong. Um, you can find me on YouTube at Cambria Joy. Everything is Cambria Joy. <laughs> um, Cambria Joy on Instagram, all the things. But um, I, yeah, you know, I even think about that. Even when I was writing my writing Growing Strong, there were so many moments where I just teared up because I was writing these words and then reading them back through. And I just couldn't help but think about the girl that would be that would be reading it and that would be reading these words. And I just, if there's anything that I could say, um, is that I feel like for me, I grew, I'm such a reader and I feel like I've learned so many lessons through other people's lives. And there, I'm so grateful for books. I'm so thankful that God, (laughs) you know, I'm just glad. I'm so glad that there are authors and writers and not even that, even if you're not an author or writer, just anybody that's willing that's willing to share your story. You know, we overcome by the blood of the lamb and the word of our testimony. And that's the thing is no matter what platform that is, when somebody shares their story and somebody else can read it and listen to it and kind of, um, just, just take that wisdom and take heed to what they're saying and choose to go a different way. Uh, that is so beautiful to me because we can either learn in the sanctuary or we can learn in the storm. And I know that there are plenty of storms no matter what. So I'm going to try to learn as many lessons in the sanctuary (laughs) as I possibly can. And so I feel like that is what, that's kind of the birthplace of growing strong was I want I want every single reader to take these truths, these hard-learned truths through the storm and so that they don't have to go through this same storm, that they can take these words and the words would be, you know, written from my heart and reach your heart and that they would, that you would feel, wow, this, this is, this is hitting a place where I just feel so broken. I just feel like I need, I need help. I need, I'm going around in circles and I feel like I can't break free from these, you know, I can't break out of dieting and starting on Monday and starting on January 1st or feeling like no matter how hard I work out that I'm never going to be happy with myself. I'm never going to like my body. Or I just feel like no matter how hard that I try, you know, I'm just not good enough. I just feel like I'm never going to be good enough. And I, I wrote that I wrote growing strong for the girl that feels like that she's not good enough and that she feels like she's never going to be good enough because the reality is, is that we are, we are more than enough in the eyes of Jesus and to the point that he literally gave himself up for us. And so, um, yeah, growing strong was just really written from a place of like what we talked about earlier, Rachel, where it's like the broken pottery has been made beautiful through the gold. And it's, uh, like, um, 
devotions that are just full of redemption and truth. And I love it because it's pretty much everything all in one place. It's devotions. It's the most delicious, amazing recipes. And then there is, of course, even how we talked about earlier, the workouts, but where you can really bring meaning into the workouts. And you can kind of, you could even like read a devotional and then do a workout and just meditate on what was just written in the devotional. And so it's just being truly healthy from the inside out. And so that's why I wrote it um, is because I want to help every single reader feel healthy from the inside out physically and spiritually. Oh, so good. So needed. We need you. Listen, Cambria, to bring this message. So if you needed some affirmation, here it is today. And I'm so excited that you said yes and you found these beautiful pages together to create this book. Okay, one thing that I have to share with you and the people, because I found it this morning before our interview, and I was like, how perfect is this? Okay, so for the girls that are listening that love to work out, you know what? No, this is for the girls listening, period, whether you like to work out or not. But here we are talking about fitness and just, you know, getting your body (laughs) and your mind all into alignment with something bigger than your body. Okay, have you heard of Val Marie? She makes like prayer journals and like really cool things like that. It's okay if you haven't. I haven't. No. Okay. Please tell me though. Tell tell us. So she has a really cool shop online and she just wants to make prayer easy and accessible for people. And so um, I recently purchased her book, Springboard Prayers, and they're like little liturgies, like prayers written out that you can pray out loud, like to borrow, <laughs> borrow her prayers kind of thing. But they're all for like uh, actual circ like actual practices and circumstances so she has one that's like when I'm working out or like before I work out and I found it this morning and I was like I must read this in today's interview with Cambria because it's literally so aligned with what you're saying father I thank you for this body I complain about it often but the truth is I am fearfully and wonderfully made though I can speak that over other people I still find it hard to speak over myself but I trust your word to be truer than my feelings at the moment Right now, I present this body as a living sacrifice to you. Be glorified in this workout. As I push myself physically, may it be my humble surrender to you. You are my God, and all my glory is due to your name. Even when it's hard, I'll praise you. And may this physical challenge be a reminder of how you call me to lay aside every weight and sin that entangles me and run with endurance the race before me. Your strength flowing through me makes it possible. Thank you for never leaving my side and not expecting me to do this on my own. Anything you call me to do, you go before me in, so let it be. This is so powerful. Yeah, I just feel like I just was like letting that wash over me. I'm like, oh, that's beautiful. And so an amen, an amen to that. Amen. Amen. So anyways, that's like my shameless plug for one of the things I'm loving these days because I it's love it. so perfect for this conversation, but then it just helps me center my mind that like you were saying, like the physical can meet the eternal when we say yes and we step into that. And so this is one of the practical ways to do that is like <laughs> invite the Lord into your workouts, which sounds so silly, but like it's the most beautiful thing when when you invite that because I think he would love to join us in small things and big things. Yes. Everything is better with Jesus. Literally everything. Everything is ice cream. Ice cream is better with Jesus. There's no guilt. There's freedom. <laughs> right. Workouts are better with Jesus. Everything is better with Jesus, literally. Everything. Amen. (laughs) Yes. Okay, that's one of the things I'm loving these days. But one of my favorite questions to ask our guests is something that you're loving these days that you have to share with the people. 
Ooh, I love that. Okay, Rachel, I am absolutely loving. It makes me, um, when you just read that prayer, it made me think of some of my favorite books. Um, Stormy O'Mardian is just an amazing, okay, so you know who she, oh, power of a praying wife changed my marriage. (laughs) Yes, it, it honestly, okay, same. First of all, she's literally, her prayers and just the way that she explains prayer is so beautiful and so powerful. Um, I think that's really great for every listener. Um, exactly like what you're saying is just these prayers that we can pray. Um, and oftentimes, you know, we don't know what to pray. I think of the disciples like, Lord, we don't know what to pray. You know, Lord, we don't know where you're going. You know, oftentimes I just feel like, you know, we're like, Lord, show us the way. And yeah. so, um, I love Stormy O'Mardian's, uh, power of a praying woman. I love power of a praying wife. I love power of praying through the Bible. I love pretty much every single book that she's ever written. I read her books basically daily. And so I love the prayers that she includes at the end of each chapter. Wow. Well, Stormy Iraq, Jesus, we love you. (laughs) And those listening, we love you too. Oh, we do. I had so much fun, Rachel. I hope that everyone listening had fun too. <laughs> oh, I am sure they did. Are you kidding me? I'm just so thankful that you joined us today to show, share everything, Growing Strong, your podcast, what's honestly the Lord's put on your heart, because that's one of my favorite things to talk about. And you dropped some wisdom bombs that I think people are going to be chewing on for a while. So we're grateful for you and the time you spent with us today. Oh, I'm so grateful. Thank you so much for having me, Rachel. This was such a blessing. This was amazing. This episode of Behind the Bliss podcast has ended, but be sure to subscribe for more episodes so you don't miss episodes full of encouragement. And don't forget to rate and review so that we can continue to bring you the best content. See you in the next episode.